Welcome everyone to the Oave Torah Daf Yomi Shiur. Today's Shiur is the first Daf of Barishona, Perik Bet of Mesechet Yoma. We will begin on Daf Chav Bet Amur Aleph at the top of the page. Okay. Pasuk says as fa- the, the Mishnah begins as follows. We're going through the order in the Bet Mekdash. Barishona, at first, Anyone who wanted to take the Tinumah on the Mizbeach was able to do it. Now, Tinumah to Mizbeach means the following. Uh, uh, like, as mentioned before, uh, every day you have to take the ashes off the Mizbeach. And that's a special thing that can only be done, of course, by a Kohen. And it used to be done by any Kohen who wanted to. There was no set order for it. If there were too many people, so they would have a race. Ratzin ve'olin bakevish. See, see, playing basketball is important. Don't say it's not important to play basketball. You have to practice for the race. What happens when basketball comes together with the race? Okay. Ratzin, they would run ve'olin bakevish and they'd go up on the ramp. Kol hakodem et havero ba'alba amot zacha. Whoever beat his friend to the four amot. We'll see what that means to the four amot. Whatever what four amot means. Zacha. He got it. And he gets to do it. What if two fellows end up tied? Then what? Then the one in charge says to them, stick out a finger. You want to know where the sticking out fingers come from? Probably from this. This is 2,000 years old. I'm recording on this, but maybe we could zoom on you. Do you know how to zoom? Uh, Okay, fine. Just get Ivan on the phone then, if you can. Hamimuneh, the one in charge, Umeilem Hatzbiyu, says, stick out a finger. Umahim Motsiin, what do they stick out? Ahat Oshtayim, either one or two fingers. We'll see how this, this uh, choosing works. The Gemara will explain exactly how it works. They stick out either one or two fingers. But it's not, it's not odds or evens like ours. Do you have his number? No. I, I have Ivan. Okay. The end, what's the call? The end mostly in Egdol by Mikdash, but you're not allowed to stick it. Give, give that, go and give that Gemara to this fellow. Yeah. Here you go, Mr. Harry. The end mostly in Egdol by Mikdash. You can't stick out a thumb in the Mikdash. Ma <coughs> said there was a story. Shayushneim Shavin, where two fellows were tied up the ramp. Okay. Vidatzin v'olim b'kevish, and as the the tide running up. One guy pushed his friend. Horrible in the Beit Hamikdash. The guy fell and he and he broke his leg. Welcome, Ivan. Kevin Yes, we are recording. We're here. Hold on. Yeah, we're good. Once the Betin saw that it was a Sakana, because after all, this guy got pushed, uh, someone got hurt in the Beit HaMikdash from this thing. Uh, a guy, a guy went, lost himself and he pushed the other guy off. They made a rule that they only take the Tinumah off the Zerach from now on with a raffle. Till then, it used to be a race. Now, then, a race, and if it's tied, there was, a, there was a, a choosing out. And now it's switched to raffle, raffle only. Aba Paisot Hayusham. 
there were four separate raffles in the Beit HaMikdash that were done daily. And this is one of the four raffles that they used to have. So it seems like this, this raffle that they made wasn't an original raffle. I guess originally there were only three raffles. Because over here it looked like they started with the, with the race. And then they switched to the raffle for Tirumat Hadesh and for taking the ashes off the Mizbech. Clear? The Mishnah is clear? Okay, we're ready to roll. You like, yeah, we're low. Maybe my Mishnah is different. It says, Zeha Paisa Rishon. Zeha Paisa Rishon. This is the first time. What did I say? Okay. Zeha This is the first raffle. So this is the first of the four. Uh, this one sounds like it's the first of the four. Now that it's the, it just... It's no, I didn't say it's the four. first. I said it's the first. Well, originally, there was only three. Because this one we said in the beginning, they used to run for. They used to have a race first yeah. to, to see who did it. Once it got dangerous, that's when they switched to have the, the raffle number one. Okay. <coughs> okay. Says the Gemara, "Vahamikara maitama lo la rabanan paisa." Why didn't the rabbis make a raffle in the beginning? Why they start with the with the race? Says the Gemara. Mikara Sabur, in the beginning the rabbis thought, Kevin Avodat Lailahu, since it's night work, which means since Tirumat Adeshin is something that is done before the morning, so it's really something that's done in the middle of the night. Right? Lochashivalahu, people don't think it's so important. The main Avodah in the Bethlehem is day work. This is night work. And therefore, being that the people thought it was night work, it wouldn't be chashuv. And therefore, they're not going to have any problems. They weren't worried anything would happen. When they saw that they did come to problems, and it became even a danger, so they made a service. They made a, they made a, 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 a lot. Okay? Now, the Gemara is challenging that because we, have a, we, we, we know that there's something else that's kosher at night. What else is kosher at night? There's the offering of the Evanim on the Mizbeach. And, right? Right? The Avodat Lailahu, which also could be done at night. And the rabbis made a lot. The rabbis made a raffle. The rabbis didn't make a, a raffle, even though it's a nighttime thing. Putting the fat there. The says, no. This burning of the fats is the end of the day. So since it's still attached to the day, so they knew that had, that they knew they had to make a raffle for that. But ours is the is the night, and therefore it's different. I was also attached to the night because the way it worked was that the Tirumat Adeshin was in the morning right before you start the Avodah of the morning. So the Tirumat Adeshin, right by right, the call, the Rusin, the Tirumat Adeshin, then it goes into the service. And, and the burning of the limbs, which is, of course, not the main part of the Korban. The main part of the Korban is to offer the blood on the Mizbeach. The burning of the limbs is also a mitzvah, but it's not the main part of the Korban that, it gets done. If it didn't get offered, you, you st- it still works. It's something you're supposed to do, but it's not the main part of the korban. That could, could be kosher at night also. But since that's attached to the avodah during the day, we're counting that as real. The Mar is asking now, well, so is Tzunamat Adeshin. It's attached to the avodah in the beginning. This is attached at the end. One's attached at the beginning. Why, why were they not worried about the 
about the danger in uh, in the Torah tradition, which is which is also attached to the day. What danger? The danger is that if too many people want it, they're going to come to to some, push somebody off, which is what actually happened. They were all raffles. Only this the last one was uh, used. Right. So this so this one that wasn't a raffle. We're asking why in the beginning did they not make a raffle right away? What what made them think that this is that they can get away with just having a race? Answer: It's a nighttime thing. Nighttime is not so chashuv. We thought they wouldn't fight over it. Okay. We're asking, we're asking now, okay, but, 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 but uh, so is the, if anything, not allowed at night. Well, and that's attached to the day. Well, so is this attached to the day, because it's attached in the morning, it's before the, before the thing. Okay, look inside. So it says, Gemara, Da'amar Be'ochaz, Be'ochaz says, Kidesh Yadav L'Tunumat Adeshin. If a guy washed his hands for Tunumat Adeshin, the Quran has to wash his hands to get ready to do any Avodah. In the morning, he doesn't have to re-wash his hands because it's like he, he already washed for the Avodah. So you see, it's connected. Emma, so says, you're right, change it. He did it before the Avodah. So therefore, it's not, it's not part of the Avodah. That's one answer. Okay? So in answer number one, we asked the question, why did we originally not make a raffle? Answer, we thought no one would want it. Okay? Second answer. Ikadamri, some say, Mi'ikara savar, in the beginning the rabbis thought, Kevan de ika onis shena, since people are sleeping. Now, I don't know if anyone in this class would understand this, but it seems like things that are done in the morning, sometimes people oversleep. And the rabbis figured since there's oversleeping, this has to be done before, like before even Alot HaShachar. It's very early. The rabbis thought that no one would want it because it's so early in the morning. When they saw the people were coming, this guy, this also was a danger. The guy got hurt. So the rabbis made a raffle. Okay, I guess they're thinking that people don't get up in the morning. What's wrong with them, Eli? Oh, the rabbis didn't understand. Very, very assumption. Very funny. Everyone get up in the morning. Okay. Says the Gemara, "Vahare evarim upradim." Weren't there the fats? The ikka onashina also, particularly about baisa. What about the fats at night? Right, that's also nighttime. People like to go to sleep, right? And the rabbis didn't. didn't rabbis right away made a raffle. They know if they right away made a raffle, it means they know people are going to want it. So why aren't they, if you tell me, oh, when, when it's during nighttime, people want to sleep, so therefore the rabbis thought no one would come. This is also nighttime. Why says no. Shani migdami mekam. It's different, to go, going to sleep is different than what, getting up in the morning. Yani, people have an easier time staying up at night rather than getting up early in the morning. I think uh, we could all, I think we could all be in on that, right? Wait. Okay. Now says the Gemara, "V'takanta is that really the reason why the rabbis made the the raffle? You're saying the rabbis made the raffle because somebody got hurt? What do you mean? Takanta I thought the raffle was for a different reason. The Tanya, welcome, Mark, because we learned in the Brayta, Mish is the guy who was a kapitulatadeshen." We need books. I don't know. We have to get. He'll find one. Yoma, uh, Mark. Okay. Me, she's a guy who got the zechut 
to take the Trumat Adeshen, he has kept Besidur Malachah B'Shnei Gizeretim. It says that a, the guy who got the guy who got the, trumat, the job to take the ashes off the Trumat Adeshen also got with him the, the privilege of putting the wood on the fire on the Mizbeach and the two blocks of wood. So that means he's getting two other privileges. So the rabbis know that people are going to fight over it. So why would they start with a, with a race? Why would the rabbis start with a race if they have this problem that people are going to want it anyway? Yes, they're not going to want to know about the dish because that's early in the morning, but they're going to want it because with the dish comes other stuff. So why wouldn't they want it? It was two separate things, which means like this. In the beginning, they thought, nobody's going to come, right? So therefore, when they saw they came, when there was a danger, a guy got hurt. They made a raffle. Now once they made a raffle, nobody came. So you got it? So again, in the beginning, they thought no one would come. Everyone came, did I lose you, Eli? Listen. We're on Chaf Ben In the beginning, they thought nobody's going to come. In the end, the people came. And they got in danger. Guy, guy, guy fell, got hurt. So, okay, raffle. Now they made the raffle. Everyone said, Chalas, if I'm to raffle, I'm not for sure going to get it. Used to be, guys would, would enjoy the race and get excited. People would come. Fine. Now, it's a raffle. Chalas, people weren't coming anymore. So the rabbi saw, Uli, that's no good. We want the people to come because we want people to join the raffle. So what they said to do? They said, the, the reason why people didn't come is because when it's a raffle, who says I'm going to win? Why should I come get up early? I, I'm going to get up early and I might not even win. Right? So the rabbis up to ante and they made it that not only do you get the Turmat Adeshin, you also get the Siddur team and the putting the the Malachah, the, the setting up the fire on the Mizbeach. That was put in the place after the whole race was done. They, yeah, once, they already didn't have the race, but once they took away the race and they made a raffle, it dropped the, 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 audience, the, the, the audience. So the rabbis added this in, raised the prize, in order that more people will join the raffle. That's if you win the lottery. If you win the yeah, but at least it's a bigger prize. You know, at least you're getting something, you're getting a lot more the in the prize. What? Never sold it. Like never sold it because it's not a money thing. The guys, poor coin, rich coin. The idea is not about not about money. Not everything's money over here. It's yeah, not. Our concept nowadays is very different when it comes to some zechut. Let me tell you something else. Yeah. In the Beit Hamikdash, there's no aniyut, which means nobody needs any money. If you sell something, it looks like you need money. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if let me just tell you, if somebody would run run a shul the right way, any shul in Brooklyn the right way. Somebody, a guy's a billionaire, triple, multi-billionaire. I want to run a shul the right way. There's no, there's no money in the shul. I don't want money. Anymore. You mean no donating? No donating. I don't want donating. There's no, we don't need any money. You want to pledge your lucky, I'll let you take, I'll take some of your money. But we're not going to give a, a, a liyah to the guy who bids the most. We'll give, to, we'll give a liyah to the people who deserve it. There's a rabbi, this guy's learning, actually, guy's doing something, whatever it is. This guy started finishing Masechet. Okay, come, come, we'll give you a liyah. We're not giving aliyot to people who just who pay money. What's the point of that? That's the right way. Right? That's, the right way to, that's the right way to do it, technically. The way we're doing it is wrong. So in the Beta Mekdash, you don't run things like that. They don't say, okay, you money, this, whoever gives the most money. We don't need any money. Keep your money. You want to donate something, well, maybe we'll let you donate something. If you're lucky. That's the right way things to show. But they had money from the Beta 
though. Exactly, we have money. We don't. Therefore, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. Eli's suggesting. I didn't suggest. Eli's I mentioning. <laughs> Eli's mentioning why he's surprised that they didn't offer it to the eyes. Let the coin bid the eyes. Take it. We don't need the coin's money. We don't want it to be like that. Hashem wants you to get it. You pull the string, you get it. The Kohen Gadol roll though was almost bought every year though. That was. Yeah, but that wasn't supposed to be like that. That's not the way it's supposed to be. That's the Romans. That was a corrupt way. Yeah, it's corrupt. Okay, you see that buying things are corrupt. Says the Gemara. Ubezman shemirubin. Oh, so we're in the Mishnah. We're at the two dots. Ubezman shemirubin. It's four lines from the bottom of Chaf Bet Amunalf. Mark, you with us? Yeah. Four lines from the bottom. The first word is Amunalf Papa. Okay, got it. You with us? Yeah. So we said in the Mishnah that if there's too many Kohanim. Then they would run up, and whoever wins by four amot, wins. Okay? You have to get within the four amot. First, you won. Okay? That's how the race works. So now let's clarify the race. Amar papa papa says, Pshitali, it's obvious to me, Alba amot ta'aralo. When we said whoever gets the four amot, we don't mean the bottom four amot on the ramp. Okay? Because the ramp is 32 amot. So that's 60 feet. Okay. I don't mean the front, you mean the top. We don't mean the bottom two. How do I know not the bottom two? Because Latin, it says they run and go up the ramp. So if it's the bottom four amot, you didn't get up the ramp yet. So it can't be referring to the bottom four amot, right? It's because it says you went up. You didn't go up at the bottom, bottom four amot. So you step your foot on the ramp, you're already there, right? Can't be talking about that. Now, it can't be referring to the first four amot of the ramp. Because we said, and then it says, whoever beats his friend by four amot. It can't be referring to any of the four amot in the middle of the ramp. Because then it wouldn't tell you which one it was. Meaning, if it's referring to, let's say, the middle four amot. It's not clear when the guy hits the middle. So therefore, it can't be referring to something that's not clear. We need a race that has a clear finish line. And if you're referring to somewhere in the middle... We, how would we know? How would we know what you're talking about? And therefore, must be it's talking about the last four amot, which are the ones that are closest to the mizbech. Okay, so whoever gets within four amot close to the mizbech first, that's the guy who won the race. Okay, obviously we're talking before we started a race. Now nowadays there's, no, there's only raffle. We're talking about people. Okay, Bayira Papa, Ivan, are you with us or no? You want to go race, Rabbi? Ivan, you with yeah, us? I'm, I'm here, I'm here. Okay, wonderful. Now, says the Gemara, Bayer, Papa, Papa asked the question. Alba Amot Amru, these four Amot that we said, Bahade Amma Yasod Va'ama Sobeb? Is it including the Amma of the Yasod and the Amma of the Sobeb? Now, you need to know that the Mizbeach, if the Mizbeach was straight, then it would be clear what we're talking about. Because the Mizbeach is straight, the ramp goes directly to the Mizbeach, so for the last four amot of the ramp are the one we're talking about. However, the Mizbeach was not straight. There was an Amma sticking out on the bottom called the Yisod, like a, a little step on the bottom. We call it Yisod. You don't step on it, but it's a Yisod. It's one Amma sticking out. Foundation, foundation right. Okay, foundation sticks, but the foundation is usually straight down. This is sticking out a little bit. Jutting, it's jutting out from the Mizbeach, uh, an Amma. Plus, there's another ama of a sovev. There's a little uh, around the the top. There's another ama sticking out. Okay, so we want to know when the, we're measuring the four amot of the ramp. Is it four amot 
to get to the sovev, which would be five amot away from the thing, or, or and plus the, you saw another ama, or is it no, or is it only bar me ama yisod besides the ama yisod? In other words, are we talking about four amot directly to the mizbeach itself, or to the ama of the yisod and the sovev? Says the We don't know the answer. We, we don't know what the, what the Mishnah meant when we said four amot in. We know it's the last four amot. We don't know whether it's four, it's, it's five amot away from the Zbech or four amot away from the Zbech. Okay? I'm not sure if it's four or maybe it's six. Maybe five or six. Could be it's six over here. Hold on. No, I'm sorry. That would be six. Rashi says it would be six, because the ama and the sovev also are included. I'm sorry. Okay, so the question is, it's four or six from the actual mizbeach. Tomorrow says take. Okay, says the gemara. If the two of them are even tied, right? Then the 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 guy in charge says, stick out a finger. Tana, we learned in a brayta. They put out their, minger, their fingers to count. So Gemara says, Why did they have to stick out a finger to count? Let the Kohen count them. Basically what happened was, the Kohen would pick a number, let's say 100, and he'd go, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, blah, 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 and whoever he ends up with, he's up to. And everyone stick out the finger, we're counting fingers. So when I get to stick out two, maybe. What? Maybe because they stick out fingers, so when I get to stick out two fingers, if you want we let you stick out two fingers. So but it's good. It's better probability. Oh, 21st finger? But we still only count... Yeah, tw- like 21st finger is it, yeah. So, so... Um, but when you stick out two, we're only counting as one. I don't know why you stick out two. We'll see, we'll, we'll see that later, why you stick out two. But the point is that... Why are we counting fingers? Count the guys! Yeah. We're, now, what, what, Eli is looking at me funny. Eli is thinking the following question. Hey, what do you mean? I thought you're not supposed to count people. Yeah. Is that what you're thinking, Eli? Yeah, you weren't? Okay. So the Gemara was assuming over here that that rule of not counting people is if you're counting people for a three-on-three. It's not a mitzvah. That's why you can't do it. But if you're doing a mitzvah, the Gemara thought that it's okay. And that's what the Gemara is going to come to say. And the Gemara is going to say that actually you can't. So it says, This is a proof for the mitzvah. Because the mitzvah says, you now that account Jews even for a mitzvah. So you see from here that it's even true. Because here they're not having a three on three. Here they're doing a mitzvah. And still they don't want to count the Jews. They want to count fingers. Ah, so we see that it's okay. That's why they counted fingers. That's why they counted fingers. Okay. As it says, When Shaul wanted to know how many soldiers he had, King Shaul, he made each guy take a broken piece of clay and throw it into the pile. And he counted the clays. So you see that it's even for a mitzvah tzasur. Who told you that the pasuk that said that Shaul counted them with the clay means with clay. The place, Baz, there is also a place called Bazik. So maybe we should translate the Pasuk like this. He counted them, in the place called Bazik. It's like saying, in Denver. Who told you that, he count, that, that it means we counted him in, 
with clays, and that means that's a proof to you, maybe read it and encounter them in the place called Bazik, and, and encounter them straight because it was for a mitzvah, and there is no proof to what you're saying. How do you know what the pasuk means? Right? You're assuming the pasuk is like you, and therefore I have a proof. I'll read the pasuk the other way, and it's talking about the place, and you have no proof. Get out of here. You with me or no? Yeah. When did it say they counted it with clays? It's Basuk in Navi mm-hmm. that Shaul says, and we, we're tr- the rabbi who's writing this Gemara was translated with clays. He's using the proof. <laughs> so the other rabbi in the Gemara is saying, well, listen, the Nehud, you, you're reading it your way, therefore it's the proof. Read it my way, it's no proof. It's right? Not with Basuk in Basuk. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. It's just telling you where he counted them, not what he counted them with. Says the Gemara, Ela mehacha. Rather, the second time Shaul counted, there's a clear pasuk because Shaul It says Shaul listened to the called all the people and he counted them with tilaim with lambs. So the second time he counted them, it says he counted them tilaim. Tilaim can't be a place. We know there's no place called tilaim, and he counted with lambs means he really counted them with everyone giving in a lamb, and therefore. Or giving everyone a lamb, and therefore is different. Okay. I'm going to be a lazar. Anyone who counts Jews went against the law to say in the Torah. Okay. Don't count Jews. Shereimar, as it says, the amount of Jews were like the sand of the sea, which cannot be counted. So therefore, you see that you shouldn't count the Jews. Rav Nachman writes a command over Bishne Avim. He says he didn't do one love; he did two Avim. Why? Shemar lo yimod lo yisaper. It says don't count and don't measure. If you take the pasuk like that, really, it's like it's a metaphor. It's not really like a right. Really He's saying the pasuk really sounds more like a it's a promise. We're promising the Jews will never be counted. It's not like a a, a, a love. Okay. Amr Shmuel Ben Nachmani, Rabbi Yochanan Rami, Ktiv, one pasuk says, "Vayam b'neis misbar b'neis lekecholayam," that the number of the Jews were like the sand of the sea. Uktiv, and it also says, "Asher lo yimod v'lo yisaped," which will not be measured or counted. So now one sounds like it's impossible to count. No, the sand of the sea is possible, just very hard. And if you say it can't be counted, it sounds like it's impossible to be counted. When the Jews listen to Hashem, then they can't be counted at all. When they don't listen to Hashem, they can be counted, but it's tough. Okay. That's one way to get out of the contradiction. You with me or no? Says the Gemara. Rabbi Abba Mishum, Rabbi Abba Yossi Badastai says, No contradiction. When it's by people, it's impossible. But Shemayim, it could be counted. Okay? When a person becomes in charge of a congregation, he gets rich. If you're in charge of the public, you get rich. How do we see? From Shaul. Why? In the beginning it says he counted him with clay, which means he wasn't rich, and therefore he would give everyone a piece of clay, and that's how they would do it. Clay is cheap. In the end, says he counted them with lambs. He gave everyone a lambs, and he counted how many lambs he was missing. And therefore, 
you see that he was wealthy enough to give everyone a lamb. That's, you see, when the guy becomes in charge after a while, become very rich. Says, who told you that Shaul gave each person a lamb? Maybe every person gave him a lamb. Right? And then he's not rich. You don't have a proof that a guy gets rich. Again, we're trying to bring a proof that if you're in charge, you get rich. Because look, Shaul got rich. Maybe he never got rich. Maybe it means he, when, he, when he counted with the things, yeah, they gave him one. Because they gave him one, now he's rich. No, maybe they just respected him. Maybe they just respected him. Oh, maybe he gave him back. I don't know. Maybe he gave him back after I don't know. says, why would the Pasuk mention that he counted him with, with lambs if not to tell you that he got rich? Otherwise, who cares what he counted him with? What are we trying to say how he counted them? If we, if we, te- we must be telling you something. If we're telling you something, we want to show you riches, so that makes sense. Otherwise, it's un- not, not logical why the pasuk would bother to tell you something. Okay. Okay. Now the pasuk says, "Vayarev banahal." The, the pasuk about the tilaim was right before Shaul about the lambs was right before Shaul fought Amalek. So once we're on the topic, we're going to discuss Shaul fighting Amalek. Okay, is everyone here? Yeah, of course. Good. All right, so at the end of this, given what you said before, the assumption is if you are the head of a congregation, you do become rich, or no? Did they knock that out? Or no, we're saying you do become rich. So watch out, we'll get the lamb from. It wasn't from the people. It was no, no, it wasn't. It was his because otherwise there would be no reason why he did it. Why would we? Why would Pasuk mention otherwise? Okay, I'm gonna hurry up because you're you're in a rush, right? Yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Says the Gemara. He says that Shaul had a fight in the valley. What does that mean? The Pasuk says, Doesn't know, The Pasuk is not clear what it means. He fought in the valley. What is he fighting? Who is he fighting with in the valley? Where it says, He fought with himself about the Nahal, about something in the valley. What does that mean? Hashem told Shaul, Go fight Amalek. Amar, Shaul said to himself, if one Jew dies, Torah says, if you found a dead Jew, you have to bring a, a calf and chop its head off in the valley and, and make a whole ceremony because one dead Jew. You want me to kill all these Amalekim? I should be more, I should be, I should be careful not to do that. And if a man did a sin, I can see men doing sin. Okay, you want to kill the men. What are you killing all the animals for? If the, if the adults sin, what sin did the babies do? So now he didn't do it. By the way, he ended up killing them. But he thought these thoughts. And he said it to himself. Don't be too big a Sadiq. If Hashem told you to do something, don't start thinking that... You're too righteous. When Shaul told Doeg, Go kill all the Kohanim. Because Doeg had told Shaul that the Kohanim were rebelling against him and joined David HaMelech. And then he told, Shaul told him, If they're rebelling against me, go kill them all. Don't be too big a rasha. Which we're juxtaposing the idea is when you're too merciful, when Hashem says not to be merciful, it's going to come out that you're going to be strict when Hashem says 
you can be a rasha. Right, exactly. Not hold a grudge, it's the anger, I guess. You, 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 our job is to, under, to change our brain to think like Hashem. Not to change Hashem to think like me. Someone came to me this week and asked me, Rabbi, do we still kill people like this? Would we still agree to do this if Mashiach comes? Says, I told him, nothing in the Torah changes. Our brains are changing. 20 years ago, everyone would think, it's, uh, it's, of course you should uh, do X, Y, Z. Nowadays, people think, oh, our brains change with nonsense in the world. The, we, we have to change our brains to the way Hashem thinks, not the other way around. Amar <clears> Huna. <throat> He says, uh, a per- Hashem spared Sha- Shaul from sickness and worry, and if you have help from Shemaim. Shaul ba'achat ve'atalo. David b'shtayim lo atalo. He says, Shaul did one avera, and, it, and it, Hashem took away his rulership. David did two averot, v'lo atalo. Hashem left, him, left it with his family. Why? Shaul Ba'achat, what's the one sin that Shaul did? Mahi, Masedagag, he left Amalek. In the end, he, he killed all the people of Amalek. And he, he listened to Hashem, by the way. He went against what he thought. He destroyed them all, but he left the king and the animals. And that was his sin. Gemara says, what do you mean? Why are you telling me Shaul had only one? What about the fact that he sent Doeg to kill Noah the city of the Kohanim? They killed all the Kohanim. He didn't oh, count he didn't that. He did. Even the Bat Kol came out, though. The Bat Kol came out. He didn't hear it. He didn't listen to it or he didn't hear it? He didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. Bat Kol is coming out saying, Aha, we got you. This is just like, like uh, Agag? Oh, no. To Agag, you're merciful. And to the Kohanim, no. Yeah. Right? Whenever you try to over-mercify Hashem, Hashem will work it out that, to show you that your mercy is really yourself. It's not really you. It's, your it's really your, your personal thing getting involved. Maybe he liked one Amalek guy. Or I don't know. Something, I don't know. So says the Gemara, Amaseh da'agag tiv, nicham tiki imlach You're right. Well, it says that right about, right about after he finished Agag, Hashem says, I regret putting Shaul as the king. So right away, he lost it. The thing of North Yerikonim was afterwards. So therefore, he already lost it by one. Yes, he had two sins, but he lost it by the first one. Okay? David Bishtaim, what are David's two sins? <clears throat> Number one, the Uriah. The first was the story of Uriah. When he, the story with Uriah is as follows. Uh, David caused this guy called Uriah Hachiti, who was a soldier in his army, to get killed. And he ended up marrying his wife, Bathsheba. Okay? So that's sin number one, is causing this guy to get killed. And the second is the hasata, when he counted the Jews. David counted the Jews by person, and that was a big sin. He wasn't supposed to count the Jews. Wait, David had a lot of wives, right? Yes, David had, had 18. Someone had a thousand, right? Well, why was that allowed? Just some question. Like, why is that you're allowed to have as many wives as you want. A thousand is immoral? No, uh, you're allowed to have, a, a regular person can have a thousand wives. But a king could only have 18. Thousand, no? he, that wasn't allowed. It was one of his avirot. He went overboard by like 925,000. <laughs> he went overboard by <laughs> You want to know why he did it? That's well, how is it like not like frowned upon? It was. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So it wasn't like a thing that they praised him for? No, no, no. Uh, no. Okay. His theory was he wanted he want to make treaties with all the countries. So he, he married a princess from every country. This way he's, 
he's in with the families of every country. But it wasn't the right thing to do. Okay. Now, ask the Gemara, isn't there the story of Batsheva? Batsheva is marrying the girl. You weren't supposed to marry the girl also. Right? Hatem Ifruumine. That the Hashem punished him. Because it says, Okay, let me explain to what happened. David, the Gemara in Shabbat explains the story. I mean, maybe I should do this tomorrow again. But the Gemara in Shabbat tells the story that David had seen Batsheva and wanted to marry her. And what he did was, he, uh, he called, uh, he called his, the husband in to, to talk to him. The husband didn't want to talk to him. So he, did, he told him to go home and sleep with his wife. He didn't want to go home to sleep with his wife. He stopped outside the house. He didn't listen to the, to the king. And once he didn't listen to the king, David said, you didn't listen to me. The rule is he only is going to get killed. He sent him to the battle with instructions to leave him alone at the battlefront and end up getting killed by the goyim, which is what happened. He left him alone. He ended up dying in the battlefront. Okay? Now, later, the Navi came to him and gave him mashal of a guy who's got a, a whole flock of sheep and his neighbor has one little lamb, and he, want, and he wants to make a barbecue, he takes his neighbor's lamb. And he kills the neighbor's lamb. And he says, David says, that's terrible, we should kill the guy. So the Navi says, you're the, you're the guy. You're the guy who took the lamb. So you have so many wives, you have everything you have, and this guy has one wife, you take his wife? You're the guy. And Hashem's going to pay you back four times. So Yanni, you killed one person, Hashem's going to kill four of yours. Wow. And these are the four that died. Right? So where it says, so therefore, since he lost four, therefore, uh, he got paid back. We're not counting that sin of Batsheva because he got paid for that. When we said he has two, we're excluding this one because he got paid for it. Now, who are, down, right. who are the four? Says the Gemara. The four are the following uh, Yelid, the kid that was born that time because Batsheva got pregnant and she had a baby and the baby died. David prayed for the baby, baby, but the baby died. That's one. Amnon, his son Amnon. Tamar, his daughter Tamar, she didn't die, but she, she had something terrible happen to her. The Avshalom and, her, and the son Avshalom, who also got killed. So in, in the end, he had tragedies happening to four of his kids, which is exactly what the Navi had wow. told him. Says the Gemara. Hatam Nami Says the Gemara. Also by the counting, he got punished for that. You're making like he didn't get punished for the counting. He got punished for counting two. You told me he counted two because those he, were, he wasn't punished for. And the one of Batsheva, he was punished, he left it out. Well, one of those he was punished for too. What's the counting? Yeah, he counted the, the Jews. He made a count of the Jews. He wasn't supposed to. Dechniukud says, It says that Hashem made a plague and Jews died from the morning until the set time. So you see that David got punished. There was a plague on the Jews. Moore says, it doesn't count when it doesn't come off his body. Meaning, yes, people died, but it wasn't his personal family. So it doesn't count as, go, as, as we don't get knock, knock it off unless something happened to your family. So since it happened to David's family personally, that, well, that, that counted off. But this, Jews died, but it wasn't because of his sin. But not his family, and therefore, it didn't count as a kapara, right? But in Batsheva, it wasn't on his body. It was his, it was his kids. It was from his body. David had Sarat on his body also. Sandrine separated him. When he, not only did he have the four kids die, he also had Sarat. 
and the sep- once he had Salat, the Sanhedrin couldn't go next to him, and they separated from him. And the, and the, and the Shekhinah left him. Okay. Didn't Rav say that David accepted Lashon Hara? Right? Now, I'll explain to you what this is and then we'll stop over here. There's a story that David, after Shaul died, Shaul had a son of Iboshet, who, who, um, who had a servant. And this guy was lame. And the servant would take care of him, take him around. He had a wheelchair, or whatever, and this guy would take him around. And the servant was corrupt. <clears throat> and the servant told David that Mephibosheth was against him. And Mephibosheth said, no, I'm not against you. Right? And David said, David had said, had taken away the field of Mephibosheth and give it to the servant. And then when the guy said, no, I'm not, he said, you know what? Okay, split it. Right? So that Mephibosheth was very upset when he split it. So it's mine. Right? And, um, and David got punished for that. So, so we're saying, oh, what do you mean? David had a third sin because David accepted we're going like Shmuel that says that he didn't accept Lashon Hara. Shmuel holds that the reason why he didn't, the reason why Shmuel, David didn't give him the field is because he saw that he, he looked like he was mourning. He didn't shave his beard. Since he didn't shave his beard, he thought he was mourning over Shaul, and therefore that's why he didn't give it to him, not because of the other reason. I'll see you. I'm going to run also. Hold on. Okay, okay I'll see you. Hold on. We just finish. Yeah, just stay one minute. According to me, he got punished anyway. When David told him, you and Sivia, the, the servant, will split the field, a batko came out for Shemayim and said, David, you told this guy that, that the two of you will split the field? Okay, no problem. Your son, Rechovah, your grandson, Rechovam, and Yerovam are going to split the rulership also. And we'll split the kingdom in half. You're splitting it without paying attention? Okay, I'll split yours also without paying attention. We're going to stop over here at Ben Sha'ah Shalom Shalom and Melchob. And that's we'll start here tomorrow. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen. Thank you. Okay.